You are listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw and SmackDown, plus recent pay-per-views and wrestling news, and all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. I am Jillian, and I am with... Big Jazzy, my host for the week, my co-host for the week, Abigail. Hello. Hi. So, Big Jazzy, are you ready to talk about some SmackDown, some Raw, and some Elimination Chamber predictions? I am ready to eliminate in the chamber. (laughs) I am always really excited for our predictions. They're (laughs) always... Well, I think I was reflecting on uh, the predictions for uh, Royal Rumble, and I feel Mm -hmm. like... I did okay as far as yeah. predictions go. So we did better last time. So maybe we're on an upswing. I feel like maybe the gift of sight is not quite so cursed as it once was on this podcast. Just imagine if we had those tarot cards, we'd be like on fire. We'd be in business. So SmackDown started and already asked us a really important philosophical question, which is why doesn't anyone take it personal? <laughs> Such a good question. (laughs) Is it not personal? It's like, I just feel like I, it reminded me of when we were talking about Austin Theory and how how no one takes him serious. So. That's true. No one does. But uh, this is in reference, of course, to Cody having made made the comment to Paul Heyman that Paul Heyman made everything personal. Right. By, uh, you know, dragging in the family. So Paul Heyman's out in the ring doing his shit-talking Paul Heyman thing, and Sammy shows up. He sure does. I Could he be Sammy any- always shows up as a hooded Avenger. <laughs> it's like, Sammy, they know it's you, buddy. It's You're not like, a Who secret. else is it going to be? <laughs> Some random hooded figure has managed to... Get past security. Uh, my favorite part of this whole segment, I think, is when Sammy was like, Paul, it's really unsettling, like, how you look at Roman. <laughs> I think Sammy is saying what we've all been thinking. Like, you're drinking too much Kool-Aid. You're too obsessed with this guy. And uh, I can't take it anymore. You're being like the weird troll in the corner all the time who's just kind of probably breathing heavily with his big eyes and like eh, eh. Heyman does have a Gollum-esque appearance in some ways so we know that this obviously leads to conversation later yes yes it but does. um what did you think of this confrontation so I thought I thought when Paul Heyman is sort of delivering his wise man's speech that it's kind of interesting that it almost felt like he was shitting on Roman a little. Yeah. Like, without these titles, there is no island of relevancy. But, like, and then he was like, there is no Roman Reigns. It's like, wait, what? Are you yeah. saying the titles are bigger than the bloodline and bigger than Roman? He's going to kill you, Paul. Yeah. I think Paul really, like, knows there's blood in the water. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> and, getting nervous. Uh, he's like, I'm going to be the shark this time. So he's just going to keep swimming. I also... 
I really like that Sammy is playing a few mind games to get back for all the mind games that were played on him. He's like, I don't know. Nobody's here to help you. Yes. I loved that. I was just like, nobody's here to protect Paul Heyman. It's true. Like, where is everybody? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're the classic a-hole who was like double, what is the word? Like double agenting. I don't think that's the yes. word. But like, it's totally backfiring on you now, Paul. Mm-hmm. You play he'll too find many someone games. else soon. I mean, maybe he'll like move on to Austin Theory next. You know what I, I really want him to do? I want him to make... Uh, Shayna Baszler, the next Paul Heyman guy. That would be pretty great. Like, give Shayna the gift of your promoing. Yeah, she needs a little help. She really does. Yeah, that's not where she shines. But, like, it's I don't right. know. I If anybody can do it, it's my guy, Paul Heyman. It's the wise man. I think that would make sense. I, I think he or she or um Austin Theory would make sense because Austin Theory is fucking awful on the microphone. I just, I don't want people to start rooting for Austin Theory. I don't, I don't need either. Austin Theory to have more success. I want you to think about what you said and feel very bad about it. I, yes, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not taking it serious. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this interesting opening segment? Just that I'm really liking Sammy sort of like being confident. In being Sammy, you know? He's like, it's my time. It's going to be me. That's great. Two minutes later, it. we're going to see that fail a little bit. <laughs> a little but, bit. But I don't know. Like, I feel like he's in a he's in a very interesting place. And he's playing it really well. So He really is. And I'm going to say this now so I don't forget to say it later. But, like, when he's being talked to and it's, like, a serious moment. And he does that thing where he, like, shifts his jaw back and forth. Yeah. It, like, really looks like it's taking everything in him not to cry. And I'm just like, you're doing a great job, Sammy. It's like, you are so tough, Bubby. You are doing amazing. <laughs> well, after this, we see Hit <laughs> who I know you've been missing terribly. After oh, my time. gosh. I was like, where is Top Dollar and what is he tripping over? Is he OK? Mm-hmm. How velour is he today? Yeah. Uh, versus our boys, Seamus and Drew. The no longer banger bros. Yeah, that really like kind of went over like a fart in an elevator didn't it well i mean i I think the pornography connection really spoiled everything as it so often does i forgot about that i didn't (laughs) (laughs) they will always be beggar bros to me (laughs) oh my god um so there was a point where they're in the ring and like Drew has uh, Ashanta the Adonis and he just like launches him across the ring. He like yes. threw him so far and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, did you think Hit Roasted a chance? I didn't. I mean, I feel like they are firmly in the enhancement talent box now. Yeah, I do too. I do though. I have to give credit where credit is due. Um... Top Dalla actually made a pretty good joke about how two euros could never stack up to Top Dalla. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you're bad at wrestling. You wear too much velour, but I got to give it to you. That was not a bad pun. That's great. I missed pretty that. Good. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> so they made pretty quick work of Hit Row. I mean, this wasn't really like... They shut that shit down, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, right at the end, there's a video package with the Vikings... Mm-hmm. And there's lots of bones and 
Valhalla's reading the bones and apparently the Norse gods predicted that Drew and Seamus would come and try to f- fuck up all their shit. So they're going to wrestle next week. I think it's really great that the Norse gods uh, allowed her to harness all of their magic and power to create a video package. <laughs> Excellent use of the Norse gods. The Norse gods realize that social media is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So they really got got in on that. Like We would have sent a plague at one point in history, but I think just some TikToks are probably the best way now. Well, I mean, plagues aren't getting people's attention, but TikToks certainly will. That's true. That's very Zing, true. social commentary. Okay. <laughs> So after this, we see Jimmy backstage trying to get a hold of Jay, and it's very stressful for Jimmy because, you know, they have kind of an important match tonight, and Jay is nowhere to be found. So, you know, we're left with that impression. Heartbreaking. It is. I feel really bad because, you know, Jimmy's pretty freaked out, and we see a lot of these, like, kind of vignettes with Jimmy and Paul, so we'll be back with this. But before that, we see Scarlett and Karrion Cross backstage, your favorite couple. They are my favorite couple. I'm not ashamed. They are super weird, and I love them. They're so weird. They were talking about something. Okay, and I'm going to be totally honest. I cannot, for the life of me, remember what they were talking about. But at one point, Scarlett said something to the effect of, say it out Out loud. loud. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. All I wrote was say it out loud and then a giant LOL because I was like, this is happening. This is really happening. Carrion was like, how long has your horse been dead? And she was like, a while. Cold ones. (laughs) The horse of a killer, Bella. (laughs) I would pay good money for someone to see Scarlet and say, where you been, Loka? Really good money. Stay tuned next week <laughs> when we return with a revamped wrestling and Twilight is for girls. Vamped. Oh, my God. Vamped. Oh, <laughs> so good. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Which do you think is more powerful? Scarlet's tarot cards or Valhalla's runes? Scarlet's tarot cards, especially if they burst into flames as they seem to seem to think. Oh, but it could just be because I think tarot cards are cooler than runes. That's fair. They have pictures on them and words I can understand. So right away, they have a huge advantage. <laughs> That's true. I have some sort of like cultural connection to tarot <laughs> cards because they've kind of been present, you know, throughout my life. Fair. Whereas Norse runes have not. No. Do you agree with my assessment? I do agree. Um, I actually have a box of tarot cards and a beginner's guide <gasps> that I am going to start working on. But I did, uh, during my spooky phase in high school, also purchase a set of Norse runes, which I never learned to read. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, Maybe as a bonus episode someday, we do tarot readings for wrestlers. If I manage to learn anything, you're on. (laughs) Uh, So hopping forward a little bit, we once again see Jimmy and Paul backstage. And now I might be getting my... Jimmy and Paul sessions a little confused so forgive me because we see them a lot mm-hmm. but is this the moment where like they're they're sitting backstage and they're talking and Jimmy's like stressing out because Jay is nowhere to be found and Paul's like but what about me <laughs> yes this is where Paul Heyman says what may be the line of the night I got held hostage by a psychopathic Canadian in a casino <laughs> I am not sure why that made it worse <laughs> 
so we definitely see Paul Heyman in his Sam Winchester phase mm-hmm. where he's like, me, my pain. Me. me, Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy can really like make space for Paul's concerns at the moment. I think Jimmy is in a really bad place because Jim, and we've said this for a long time, Jimmy's the ultimate team player, right? Yeah. Jimmy doesn't do it on his own. Jimmy doesn't want to do it on his own. And he has unshakable faith in the bloodline, but more in Jay. Yep. So this is a really rough time to be a twin. Thing 2 is struggling. I feel bad for Thing 2. I mean, Jay is obviously Thing 1. I would think so, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, we're going to step away from Jimmy and Paul for a little bit and go to your favorite small and tall Braun and Ricochet yeah, versus the Usos. I have to, before we start talking about this, I have to tell you something sure. because I promised I would. Okay. Um, you know, my husband has become addicted to being mentioned on the podcast. And I tried to tell him <laughs> that we husband. have a listenership of 12. But he wants to be a big deal with those people. Okay. He's a big so, deal with me. I I, he's a big counts. deal with me. I married him. That's true. So he uh, has taken to calling... Braun and Ricochet, Cirque de Swole. <laughs> and I got to give it to us pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Aww. So uh, you heard it here first, America. Cirque de Swole. <laughs> give him an extra little hug from me. I will. That's excellent. Oh, my God. So I, in my notes, I wrote it's Braun and Ricochet versus Uso. Because <laughs> at the start, we only see Jimmy, right? And like I genuinely got so sad at this part yes it was so sad like i've never seen jimmy just come out on his own in this sense like i remember back when they would come out and do i don't know if it's called a haka that they do i know like mori i think moris have hakas i think that's correct but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know if it's the same for the name of the like the samoan ceremony but they used to come out and like do that ceremony i remember that then he was coming out alone and he's like trying to pump himself up and it made me so sad and i was just like no jimmy where's your jay you always have jay you used to do the little ceremony now you come out and you do the cool pointy finger thing like i was really sad and it was worse i think because there was a minute where both braun and ricochet looked like they felt bad for him i know and i was like oh my god this is not okay i love that jay decided to show up like up in the fucking rafters <laughs> i know he's like i'm in the shield now and it's like no jay just, just go to the ring okay <laughs> like why why what's happening why didn't you just go backstage like everybody else that would still have been really exciting but it was fun jay is not like everybody else that's true he is one of a kind uh, it would have been great if he'd had like naomi with him <laughs> really would have been like, like Jimmy, look who i found i brought your wife <laughs> we're all here she's got her light up shoes okay so that was very exciting. I I mean, the Usos won. They retained, which I was a little surprised. I thought this was it. I really I did. I kind of did, too, unless they're saving it. Maybe they're saving. Excuse me. Maybe they're saving it for WrestleMania. I don't know. I think I think that makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, like they really have an incredible reign. It makes sense to hang on to it mm-hmm. and ended at a really significant event. I don't want um, it to end, though. <laughs> I don't want it to end either. Like, it better end in a good way. Like, I, I'd be okay, I guess, with Braun and Ricochet winning it. I don't know. That wouldn't be my favorite choice. Who is I'm your trying favorite to think choice? who might be my favorite. Like, the, I think I said before, the New Day. Like, just like just yeah. keep trading it back and forth between those guys for, like, the next 10 years. That's fine. I had, 
I mean, I was so happy to see Jay and I was so happy that Jimmy was happy. But I had this sort of wish that Jay wouldn't show up and that Sammy would come out and be like, well, I've defended him once before. I'm here for you if you'll let me help you. And then Jimmy would break. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I should have put it in the letter, but I didn't know I wanted it until it was too late. Maybe it'll still happen. I don't know. You could still put it in the letter and be like, Dad, can you somehow work this into the narrative? Please, Dad, I need you to take some of my ideas. It'd make great storytelling. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about mentioning Chelsea Green, but there was a moment when she was backstage with Anna Pierce saying that she had sent like a letter to his manager. And I was like, oh, my God, us, too. (laughs) Every week, Chelsea, get in line. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, um, so the Usos win, they retain and we see Paul and Jimmy backstage. Like Mm -hmm. after we kind of see Jimmy and Jay like kind of walking together backstage, Jay leaves. Paul creeps out <laughs> from behind his pole that he was hiding behind and asking if, you know, anything was going on. Did he say anything? Again, centering himself at the, I think he's trying to make himself the sole island of relevancy. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing, but. So I, I feel like he's in this position where like being the power behind the throne is only a good gig. If, like, A, the throne is holding it together, and B, there's power on the throne. Yes. You know? And, like, we're sort of in this, like, interesting position that I remember learning about in ninth grade English class where, like, the protagonists don't know something that we as the audience know, right? Like, we Mm -hmm. know that Paul Heyman heard Jay tell Jimmy he's not sure about the bloodline. Yes. But Jimmy doesn't know because i guess he did not see crouching Heyman, hidden Heyman. <laughs> yes so i mean i don't i think that's what's going on with paul Heyman right now though he's like yeah i like to be the power behind the power and right now that feels really really in question it's like again to bring it back to worm tongue mm-hmm. and lord of the rings he starts getting really scared when What's his name again? Remind me of his name. Well, are we talking about Gandalf and Aragorn and Legolas showing up? Well, that's important, yes. But the guy who he has, like, under his spell. Oh, Theoden. Theoden. Once Theoden starts to kind of, you know, come round. Yeah. Things aren't looking good for Wormtongue. Right, because, I mean, if Roman Reigns loses his, you know, just, like, chokehold on professional wrestling, then Paul Heyman has nothing. That's very true. He's got to find another star. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Maybe Shayna Baszler. Or you know what? <laughs> My life isn't going anywhere. I'll be a Paul Heyman guy. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like we'd really be overshadowed if it was you, me, and Paul Heyman. <laughs> I like, mean, I don't want to listen to you ladies talk. I feel like he could teach us so much about being a weasel. Totally. So I'm down. Well, speaking of Shayna Baszler, we see Natalia in the ring wearing her hat, her questionable, questionable hat. The hat, a furry coat, and a stretchy bike shorts onesie. Yeah, I mean, I can go with the coat and the onesie, fine, whatever, like. Sure, either or. It's the hat. That's the hat. (laughs) 
It's the hat that makes everything too much. I can't go with that hat. I don't think that hat would look good on anybody. No. No, it would not. I agree. Well, she's... So Natalia's out talking shit about Shayna. Rude. Shayna shows up, right? Shayna does not agree with these anti-Shayna Baszler statements. And Shayna comes out and she's kind of talking shit about Rhonda a little bit. I was so excited. You have no idea. Dude. I was like, yes. Yes. This is going to be it. This is what I want. Ronda and Shayna feud. That's fine. I'm on board. You never needed her, baby. You never needed her one day. And then Ronda comes out, and I'm like, okay, it's happening. They're going to have a feud. Yes, 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 yes. And then they beat up Natalia, and I was like, this is dumb. And repetitive. Yes. (laughs) Like, why are we still doing this? So then this turns into a match for next week between Ronda and Shayna versus natalia and shotzi mm-hmm. and her little tank and her little tank and it's like are we just is it just feel like people they've wronged they're just gonna have to wrestle all the all the different women they've wronged because this is silly and again feels like i don't know they don't know what to do with some of their people yeah i feel like we've got a really stacked roster which is wonderful in many ways but it's yeah. like if you go to a buffet and every single item is something that you like, you're not going to be able to enjoy all of it. I mean, you can certainly try, but you will feel like crap afterwards. You know, that's true. That's true. And maybe I would like to gorge on professional wrestling talent and feel a little sick afterwards, but I don't see that in my future. No, I don't either. Some items will be left on the buffet. Maybe there's like a fountain that just <laughs> constantly is like... uh giving wrestlers out you know like a chocolate fountain but it's a wrestler fountain i mean i feel like if you had to assign different wrestlers and stables and whatever to buffet items for me the bloodline is the chocolate fountain because it keeps giving it does keep giving it could also be a nacho cheese fountain a ranch fountain it just it's constant goodness just a a continuous renewal Mm -hmm. there's never a dull moment flavor every second well once again the bloodline shows up (laughs) they've been like in about 15 different sections of smackdown which i'm not complaining about but we see sammy and jay outside between trailers Mm -hmm. yeah because that's where they meet having between the truck meeting (laughs) i like that you can like hear people like clanking around in the background yeah and of course sammy's like trying to be sneaky and, you know, they have this whole discussion and Sammy says to Jay, I acknowledge you, which yeah. feels like a really big, significant moment. Right. Like he's acknowledging him as like a person, mm-hmm. as a an ally, an accomplice, as, like, who should maybe be head of the bloodline. Yep, He's putting ideas in his head. I I had a real moment of like, how into this am I? Because <laughs> I'm like feeling very into it you know i'm always into it very into it (laughs) i was just like this is this is okay this is alluring (laughs) i don't hate it (laughs) i'm what you might call intrigued (laughs) and curious to see more as the kids say say less (laughs) so uh yeah that part was exciting i am very tiny fist bump I'm very afraid of Sammy trusting Jay too much. Jay is still Jimmy's brother. Right. He's still, 
he's still mm-hmm. bloodline and he's had a hard time walking away in the past even when roman's mm-hmm. been awful to him so he's not great with severing the ties with toxic family it's a hard thing to do it's really hard so i don't know mm-hmm. it's fraught it is fraught something that's not fraught we got some exciting news during during smackdown that SummerSlam is coming and we know that and it's also coming to detroit which is in my home state the motor city that's very exciting it's gonna be at ford field with the detroit lions play i've never been to ford field so i have like no perspective on anything but it can hold a lot of damn people <laughs> i would love to go yeah like i'm trying to save up money for next year's royal rumble i have no idea where it's going to be but oh, SummerSlam is in detroit <laughs> It's really hard to hold on to delayed gratification when less delayed gratification is like right there. I know. Like one of my goals in my life, I don't want to call it a bucket list goal because like bucket lists bother me, but like I want to go to a damn wrestling pay-per-view. I have only been to one wrestling pay-per-view in my life and it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. You got like the free chair, right? Didn't you get a chair? Yeah, I have a chair from the, I have two chairs from the first elimination chamber. The very first elimination chamber? Yeah. Oh my god. That must that's, have been fucking crazy. That's how much cheaper pay-per-view tickets used to be. Do you remember <laughs> how much they were? I don't. <laughs> Whatever it is, what is it in today's dollars? I mean, I assume like the cost of my home <laughs> and an ovary. Probably. <laughs> the joke's on you. My ovaries are trash. Yeah, I mean, ugh, tickets have gotten so expensive. I remember, like, even a f- couple of years ago going to a wrestling show, and it was, I think, Raw. And tickets, like, were not that expensive for, like, lower bowl. And, like, no. now they have a special, like, two for 50. And they're, like, up in the fucking rafters with, like, yeah. an obstruction. I'm just like, all right, dudes. I don't know what's going on. Not acceptable. So, anyway, that's pretty exciting. Maybe we'll end up at that doing a special show. Who knows? Yeah, because immediately I invited myself along. (laughs) Well, of course. I mean, yeah. But also, we've both had, like, large expenses just show up in our lives. So So if anybody wants a couple of sugar babies. (laughs) (laughs) We'll podcast for SummerSlam tickets. Paul Heyman, I am looking at you. Be our mentor. (laughs) Be our mentor. Be our mentor. Be our mentor. Uh, so SummerSlam is in Detroit, but Los Angeles Knight is in the house. He sure is. Let him talk to you. He like kind of shaved. Kinda. Yeah, he looks a little groomed. I honestly don't really remember what he talked about. I was just, <laughs> I was just pretty excited to see Los Angeles Knight. Like I think he, did he badmouth Bray Wyatt? So he didn't want to talk about the pitch black match, which That's I was right. like, I get it. I wouldn't want to talk about that either if I were you. <laughs> totally makes sense. Let's just scoot that under the rug. <laughs> Um, and then he was basically like, you know, he was done with Bray. But it's like, That's are right. you really done with Bray? Is Bray done with you? I don't know. We haven't seen Bray. I mean, I don't think I want Bray to be done with him. Pile some more stuff on him, Bray. I really enjoy their, like, animosity toward each other. I really I enjoy Los Angeles Night. He's so weird. It feels like their feud was born out of really petty shit. Yes. That escalated just to be out of control, and I live for that. I mean, that's high school. It's great. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about Los Angeles night? You know, just that he can talk to me whenever he wants. 
No. Hey. He wasn't wearing his horrible uh, vest either, I don't think. No, he had on the more sedate one. Let's jump forward. Talk about Carrion versus Madcap Moss versus Santos Escobar mm-hmm. versus Rey Mysterio for the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Who is? Yes. Uh, who is? Which is currently held by Gunter, our man Gunter. Um, Ray was wearing his diaper pants. Yeah, they noticed. were great. I hate They're those great. pants. It makes me so sad because I'm like, Ray, how do you look at those and not see a diaper, dude? You raised children. It's like this is another really good example of underwear goes inside the pants. <laughs> uh, you're not Captain Underpants, my dude. That is not a winning look for you. Nope. No. Did you see Ray kissed a woman on his way out? I'm pretty sure that was Mrs. Mysterio. Yeah, I think that's Dominic's mama. Or Ray is some kind of slut. I guess that's the <laughs> other option. Well, I was like, I think that's because I, I saw her and I was like, that's got to be Dominic's mom because we yeah. saw her at the Christmas showdown yeah. as well. And that woman um, hasn't had a nice holiday in so long. <laughs> My husband looked it up and it sh- they've been together since the 90s. So Aww, I thought that was that's, really sweet. That's really nice. You know, it's no wonder that Dominic is like engaged to his first girlfriend because like he has parents that have been in love forever <laughs> it's no wonder that he hates his dad so much because he's married to his mom forever <laughs> you're the worst you. dad what a I terrible you marry example my mom <laughs> he's their eldest they have he has a sister too oh, so okay i learned about that and he's also their least favorite i'm pretty sure probably yeah so uh i was how did you feel about this? How this match ended? I um, okay. When this match ended, Ludwig Kaiser made this like WTF face, <laughs> and I was like, "You and me both." We were all Ludwig Kaiser in that moment. I was yeah. like, "Madcap, really?" Like, I am happy for Madcap. I I guess. I mean, he wasn't my pick. <laughs> It just seems like, do they have other things planned for the other dudes that they were like, well, it just seems really we- I mean, this just seems like they're setting up a squash match, right? Like, it I doesn't- don't think Madcap's going to beat Gunter. And if he does, that seems really fucking weird to me because he's coming out of nowhere. If Gunter loses the icy title to Madcap, <laughs> I will riot like a Philadelphia football fan. Okay. They will need to grease all of the utility poles around here. <laughs> they will need to boot batteries. all of the cars. You're going to tip them. I'm going to pick a fight with Santa. Gonna it is going to be awful. Yes. <laughs> I just. I, I'm so confused. Like, why him? What's going on with Carrie and Cross and Ray? Why do we keep dicking around, but nothing ever happens? It's yeah, it's really weird. Why won't we do anything with LDF? Like, please just do something with LDF. I know. They keep just kind of using them as like cannon fodder. I was like watching this match and I was like flashing back to being a little girl and like, you can't play with my dolls if you're going to use them stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. this was all very mystifying to me. I really really was shocked <laughs> yes like any of those guys would have made more sense than madcap literally i was like oh ray's gonna get it it's gonna be ray 
Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, we see Paul and Jimmy one last time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Backstage. And um, Paul seems to be very excited, right? Because he knows something that Jimmy doesn't know. The plot is thickening at an alarming pace. The plot is thickening. And it seems to me that he's telling Jimmy, like, hey, dude, watch the replay of the show because you're going to see some shit. This is the really interesting thing is that, like, no one who actually appears on these shows watches these shows. They have no (laughs) idea what goes on on these shows except for the things that they personally see. I love it so much. Except when they're forced to be backstage watching the show on TV. Standing way too close to the monitor. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i excited to see how this turns out because Jimmy's going to feel probably pretty betrayed. So I assume this is what I think is going to happen. Jimmy's going to stay home. And Roman is going to murder his brother. In cold blood. <laughs> That's my assumption. He might. I don't but, know. I mean, has he done, like, has Roman done things to, quote unquote, genuine members of the bloodline before, like bad things if they make him mad? Or is it him just like yelling at them and telling him to go eat all the food in the bus? I mean, I feel like he, I didn't see any of this, but he and Jay had a whole ass rivalry. Okay. That ended in like basically Jay getting smacked down into submission. Ugh, okay. So I, I would love that reversal. I feel like he will I okay here are the things I think might happen one he murders Jay two he acts like he's going to take it out on Jay and then like randomly turns on solo or something and is like there are consequences for your actions you know like people get hurt right so I'm very interested to see I love that like this whole big thing is happening for the Usos because I feel like they've been around for like 35 years yes. <laughs> as wrestlers. And the crazy thing is, is like they still seem kind of the same as they did when I was watching wrestling with you like 15 years ago. Like, yeah, like it's really nice to see them getting this kind of I don't want to call it a push, but like this kind of storyline and this kind of intensity. It's great because they're awesome. It makes me very happy because I feel like there are very few wrestlers who have consistently brought me the level of joy that the Usos bring me. Mm-hmm. They never let me down. Yeah, I uh, I mean, we, the bloodline is slowly crumbling. So, of course, we're going to see something. But I'm really interested in how they tell the story of the downfall. You know what else is great about the Usos? They never say any weird shit about World War II or imperialism. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Thank you, Jimmy and Jay. <laughs> that's true is it time to get raw it's always time to get raw it's let's get raw. To get raw well <laughs> we start with Becky which isn't that exciting always happy to see Becky I loved her outfit her shorts had a skirt I know she was quote unquote spiffy which is true so Becky wants in on the uh, women's uh, elimination chamber match. Mm-hmm. She, you know, thinks she deserves it. Bailey comes out. Bailey's like, "Suck it." And then Bianca comes out, which of course then evolves into a triple threat match. And I feel like really touching on what we were talking about last week, 
how Bianca is not like, you guys suck. She's like, yeah. you guys are the best. So like, I'll take you on. And if you can yes. beat me, then I mean, wow. Way to go, Bianca. Way to be cool. Yes. I love her. She's amazing. Also, I don't know how she walks in the ring in the heels that she wore. She's like this like floating goddess. Mm-hmm. So she was dressed she was dressed like an ice skater, but she made it look cute. <laughs> That's true. She was, wasn't she? I dug it. So they're going to have a triple threat match. If either Becky or Bailey wins, that person gets to be in the elimination chamber match. If Bianca wins, neither of them get to be in the elimination chamber match. So seems fair. More on that later. After that, we get to see Jugement Day backstage with Byron. Where we learn that Mommy is still <laughs> out traveling the world promoting WrestleMania. And Mommy is apparently excited about Valentine's Day. Mommy needs some time alone. Yeah. I imagine uh, Dominic's a lot. Yeah, Dom Dom is a heavy load to bear. Byron kind of looked confused the entire time, which I find amusing. He's pretty good at just kind of looking like, huh? Um, Does it seem to you at all, and maybe this is just my interpretation of it, but does it seem to you at all that they're also trying to make Finn kind of doofusy? Or do you think Finn's just like trying to be like kind of a tough guy and ends up being kind of goofy because he's just like, I feel like fundamentally not a heel. I mean, I feel like... I feel like he is coming across as kind of doofy. And I feel like it's weird how the Judgment Day toes this line between really goofy and also, like, will kill you. It's a very odd combination. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's like, okay, Finn, you're going to be a little goofy. Damien's going to get really sick of you. He's going to get really sick of Dominic. Rhea's going to be off being, like, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion, if I have anything to say about it. And he's just, that's like it. Like, they're going to break up. Damien's going to go do his own thing. Finn's going to do his own thing. I don't know what Dominic's going to do. I mean, I hope he doesn't go back to prison, but the rates of recidivism were really high because of the society we live in. So who knows? That's really true. That's a really good point. True. So this segment kind of turns into the match with Finn and Damien versus the Street Profits. Everything I like, all in one place. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I mean, I'm really, like, very good match. I think the highlight for me, <laughs> the highlight for me was when something was happening to Dominic and Corey Graves shouts, this is jeopardizing Dom's Valentine's plans. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty good. <sighs> I think I think it was Dawkins that was, like, slamming Dominic down. Um but I don't know. Judgment Day wins. Do you, did that feel surprising? It didn't a hundred percent feel surprising. Yeah. I mean, it felt like we needed to position them in a positive space so that then they could be taken down a peg mm-hmm. by the arrival of the grit couple. The grit couple. I didn't know people were calling them that, but Beth told us that they were calling them that. Do you remember when they were they had a match against Maurice and Miz? Oh yeah, and they, they're the they were the it, it couple. couple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. So Edge and Beth come out, start you know, raising a ruckus, 
and who arrives? Mommy. It's mommy. Mommy's home. She's back, and I wanted her so badly to fight Edge. Like, I was, like, so excited that she was going to fight Edge, but it didn't work that way. I feel like, though, I mean, if we're going to have Edge and Beth versus Rhea and Finn, we are going to cross the gender lines a little. I hope so, right? I think we're going to. I think there's no way that doesn't happen. I just really need that to happen. I'm ready. My soul is prepared. I know. I'm so ready for that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an exciting match, um, which we will talk about when we get to our predictions, but Finn and Rhea Ooh-oh. versus Edge and Beth in at the Elimination Chamber. Not in the Elimination Chamber, but at the Elimination Chamber. In between here, we learn that Patrick Mahomes, the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl and quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, has his own WWE title belt, and I'm a little jealous. Must be nice, Mahomes. You know, you just get one of those? Like, oh, they do that a lot. Super Bowl, get a belt. Okay. Yeah, if you have a sports accomplishment, I think there's a very good chance you're going to get handed a WWE belt. I think we should get handed a WWE belt for our accomplishments of having this wonderful podcast. Right? I, I would mean, carry that fucking thing everywhere. Oh my gosh, I'd wear it to work. I'd sleep with it next to me at night. It would never leave my sight. Uh, it'd be so much fun. I just had to mention that because I was like, Patrick Mahomes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? You lucky son of a bitch. So... <laughs> Your favorite pseudo-cowboy with a feather in his cap shows up, yeah. and he's there to sign a contract. Well, he already signed the contract, according to him, himself and Adam Pierce. And yeah. Bobby Lashley is, we need to come out and sign the contract. So, of course, we know there's going to be shenanigans, because whenever there's a contract signing, there are shenanigans. It's obligatory. Um, I have to make this mention. It's Did you, like, look get a good look at Brock Lesnar's face? Did you notice... His mustache, by any chance? So I, it looked like he had cleaned up his facial hair situation, but he did the weirdest fucking trim job I think oh I've ever no. seen. Like, it looked like his lips were like Play-Doh that they had like put on to facial hair because like he had trimmed his mustache like just above his lip line. So, like, oh, so I don't know. if you get a chance, go back and look at like. An image from it was like so disturbing to me. Like all I could see was like the way his mustache was like perfectly outlined on his lips. I, I don't know. I can't describe it, but it really disturbed me. Well, you know, he's got to keep the mustache trimmed and the lips in working order for the four to five hour lovemaking sessions that he is oh engaging God. in on a regular basis. Hate he myself gets for so that. red. Yeah, when he's like wrestling. So I only imagine. <laughs> I never thought I would have something in common with an elite athlete, but when I walk on the treadmill, <laughs> by the time I'm done, I look like Brock Lesnar. So thank you, Brock, for normalizing tomato face for me. I have to say, so like this whole situation with Bobby Lashley, like this whole contract signing mm-hmm. and how Bobby Lashley like speared him and did a kind of a weird flip that I thought he might have hurt Brock a little bit when he did the like first flippy doodle over his shoulder. Um, I kind of enjoyed this. Yeah. Like, I thought it was fun that Bobby was just totally fucking with him. Because, I don't know, you don't get to see... Like, for so long, Brock Lesnar was just, like, this, like, mythical character that, like, 
nobody ever got near and now someone's able to like fuck with them and it's fun and i feel like bobby has been so stoic so much when we see him like yeah. he's serious and he's stoic and he's the almighty and he's like bitch i brought my own table yeah i, I don't need that. your table i got a table <laughs> <laughs> i loved that so much so i love this for him it was great so i want to jump ahead a little bit we see baron backstage again yeah he's a broken man sorry i said baron Byron was backstage earlier. Excuse me. Now we see Baron Corbin. My goodness. Um, Baron is about to explain to Charlie. Kathy. Kathy Kelly. Kathy. I think oh it, was, cause it was Kathy Kelly the second time. So I'm assuming it was Kathy it the is first Kathy. time. You're right. My apologies. Um, to Kathy, like, you know, he's about to explain his sadness. And they're like, oh, wait, JK, something more important than you is happening out in the ring. So and cold, Sammy. Calling out Cody. I love it. I love it. I loved this. I loved this like whole thing so much. Yeah. Like I don't remember Cody being this good at promos 15 years ago. I mean, um, he didn't get a chance to do this. No, and he I didn't. think so. You know how we've, we've talked before about how like Angelo Dawkins has really put in the work and improved. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes has really, really, really yes. put in the work, man. Yes, he has this dude. I don't know. So Cody and Sammy are in the ring and Sammy's just like when he first starts talking to Cody, I I wrote down in my notes basically like, OK, Cody, I need you to tell me, do you think I can beat Roman? Because I could use the vote of confidence. And like, that's really what he was talking about. Like, yeah. I thought at first he was just like, like, Sammy is really scared and uncertain and doesn't know if he can beat Roman Reigns. I really love the vulnerability that we have been seeing. Yes. And it, like, Cody is bringing this out, man. Like, Cody is breaking grown men open and making them cry. I love it. I love it, too. Let's just, like, keep this new wave of, you know, masculinity going. Yeah, like, I think Cody has achieved what Bray Wyatt could not. <laughs> just like, Bless. How do you do it, man? <laughs> Teach me. There's a... Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. I think it's The Last Exorcism. And it's like a found footage, like they're making a documentary about exorcisms, but the exorcist is a fraud. And he illustrates that he doesn't have faith, but he's a preacher. And at the beginning, he's like, I can say anything. And as long as I say it this way, they get excited. So he's preaching and he starts like reading a banana bread recipe. Like, you got to get three bright bananas. Can I get an amen? Preheat the oven to 350 degrees. You know, like all this stupid yeah. stuff. That's where Cody is. It's, it's true. Cody could start reading his chili recipe and we'd be like, yeah, put the hamburger in. You know, like it doesn't matter what he says. We're here for it. Is the last exorcism. Is that the movie we saw together? I think. Okay. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. Well, the priest and the other guy. No, that's deliver oh. us from evil. <laughs> that's a different kind of movie. <laughs> okay. I love that I said the priest and the other guy and he knew what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I I have never forgotten the priest and the other guy. <laughs> so Cody turns out to be a great hype man for Sammy. I mean, yeah. he's just like, no, Sammy, you're going to beat Roman Reigns. You're going to face me at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, I don't want to see you next Monday, Sammy. I want to see you at WrestleMania. I loved that. Beautiful. That was so wonderful. Any other thoughts you want to share about this? Just that I love how much the crowd is behind Sammy and believes in him. 
I'm going to be absolutely fucking devastated if he loses. Yeah, I'm not ready. Like for that. I am so emotionally invested in this. I this is ruling my life right now. Like I just need to make it to Saturday night somehow in this glass case of emotion. That I'm I like invested in this. Like I'm invested in like was invested in supernatural. Like I am in in this. I need everything to be okay. I need it all to work out. Yeah. So okay, so we get back to uh Baron backstage. <laughs> Poor Baron Corbin. Eventually. And Baron's like bitching about like of course, you know, Baron takes the the microphone, like not to kind of talk about what's happened to him, but just to bitch about Cody. Yes. And how Cody just came out of nowhere and is like getting all this glory, which he's not entirely unwrong about. But Cody's no. listening in the background and then beats up, <laughs> beats up Aaron Corbin. I really liked that Cody was like, "Look, you can talk shit about me, you can talk shit about my brother, you can even talk shit about my dad, but don't you fucking talk shit about my dog." <laughs> Get my he's dog's the- name out of your mouth, Baron Corbin. <laughs> he's the goodest boy. Love that dog. So he just like manhandles Baron all over the place. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean it was yeah it was good. It's fun to watch. I feel kind of bad. Baron, I think is, I think Baron's gonna be in the enhancement. <laughs> I think section Baron for a has while. Been buried pretty hard, and I do yeah. feel for him. But I do too. I don't know. Maybe something else will happen. I don't know. Do you think that was like the intent all along? Like have this whole big buildup with JBL and then just bury him? No, I feel like it did. It wasn't working. It wasn't doing anything. People weren't getting excited. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And we, uh, we finally accepted the age old truth that you cannot polish a turd. (laughs) And I don't think Baron Corbin is a turd, but maybe this comeback was a turd. They showed that clip again. And I was like, that's really sad. It's really cruel. (laughs) It really is. Speaking of cruel, I think that we are about to see some major cruelty because Alpha Academy was backstage with Maxwell Male Models. And Maxine, that's her name? Maxine Dupree. Wants Otis to be a model. It feels like bullying. Yes. I guess it's possible she's into bears. I mean, maybe this will turn out to be like something really cute and they get, you know, Otis becomes a male model. Like, okay, that would be great. He did have this sort of like odd couple love story with Mandy Rose. Oh, I vaguely remember that. And it was like, I was skeptical, but it was actually cute. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to reserve judgment. Um, I just thought. Otis was really cute. At first I thought he was like just eating a hot dog bun with no hot dog in it, but I could see the hot dog. I was like, that's a weird choice, Otis. It's like, Otis, you deserve a hot dog. Don't do this to yourself. (laughs) I want to jump ahead a little bit. Do it. And get to a very important part of the evening. What would that be? Ms. TV. Ms. TV is a can't miss TV. I was kind of surprised when Miz came out like in his ring gear because I'm used to him doing Miz TV in a suit. So I was like, oh, he's probably going to wrestle at some point. And then, of course, later we see that he had a match set up with Rick Books. He got boogged. So Seth Rollins, I think we have to mention his boots. I think 
the interesting thing about these boots and a, a thought that I had was like I saw Janelle Monet with these boots like these on are the Instagram. social media boots yeah and I was like Janelle Monet's wearing them and I was like that's cool and then Seth Rollins had them on and I was like now a white guy has them okay like <laughs> These boots are genderless. They are beyond all categorization. I just like the idea of only Janelle Monet wearing them. That's fair. And to be fair, if we had to do a who wore it better, it was Janelle Monet because sets didn't really fit right, it looked like. Well, and she was playing basketball in hers. I know. She's so cute. She's the best. Um, so they're trying to have, you know, Miz is trying to have this conversation with Seth about Logan Paul. And now, this might be all a big work. I don't know. But... I saw a clip Seth Rollins was on. I don't know what he was on, but someone had asked him about Logan Paul and it didn't seem like he was being Seth Rollins. Like he was being Seth Rollins, but it wasn't like Seth freaking Rollins. Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of saying that like he doesn't like Logan Paul because like Logan Paul doesn't take any of it seriously. He doesn't take wrestling seriously. He's really selfish. He doesn't do things for other people, which doesn't seem like, a Seth Rollins thing to say if he's like kind of being in character about it I don't know do you have any thoughts about that I mean I feel like they're doing this thing where it's like Seth is so outraged that he's breaking character you know like you know I don't think it's genuine look I can't imagine that most people like Logan Paul Mm -hmm. Um, I I do not think that Seth Rollins is likely a Logan Paul guy but I mean, yeah, I, I think it's storyline and it's a pretty good storyline. Like Seth worked his way to the top and has always worked really, really hard. And then Logan Paul waltzes in and is like, I have a cell phone, you know? Yeah. Okay. But only time will tell. I just really love the idea that he dislikes Logan Paul as much as we dislike Logan Paul. I want to believe that as well. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm-hmm. So eventually this, you know, devolves into Miz pissing off Seth and Austin Clown showing up. I was very excited when Seth yelled, shut up, Mike. And I was very not (laughs) excited when Austin Theory showed up because I can't enjoy anything. I know. I was, I loved the shut up, Mike. I thought that was really funny. I think Miz is so great at being Miz. He is so great at what he does. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I hope that he is acknowledged someday as being like really good at this job. Like he's, he's not like the world's greatest wrestler, but he is an entertainer. Right. Like he is uh, among the world's greatest sports entertainers. Yes. And like Austin shows up and poops all over it. Still incapable of buttoning his shirt. Basic skills are lost on this boy. I don't know. Chest hair update. It seems like he's still growing it out. Well, it's a process. <laughs> Rome wasn't built in the day. I just want him to go away. I know. I do too. Like, they've now put like the two biggest turds, in my opinion, in contention with Seth Rollins. And it's like. Are they trying to use Seth Rollins to get the two biggest turds over? It seems that way, but I don't know. Logan Paul might be pretty over with people already. So I feel like it's always interesting that the minute Logan Paul enters the chat, the other guy is the face by default. Yeah. Because people just hate seeing him. It's very, And I wonder if he will grow on wrestling fans because, I mean, we've talked about this. 
despite all his very real personal failures, he's, you know, he's clearly picking up wrestling at an incredible pace. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he will eventually win people over, but I do not see him winning people over when Seth is his opponent. I agree. Sometimes I have a hard time telling the difference between when wrestling fans dislike someone because they're the heel or they dislike someone because they're garbage. So it's like, are they booing person X like they boo um, Dominic, for example, because they actually think Dominic's garbage or they like to because like that's kind of the bit or I don't know. I'm just apparently I'm bad at reading wrestling fans. Well, I don't. I don't think there's ever, I mean, I'm sure sometimes there is one answer, but I think in most cases there isn't one answer because I think about like just between the two of us, there are things that you're like, I hate this and I don't want to ever see it again. And I'm like, I don't know. I enjoy booing Dominic. I think he's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Or you'll be like, I can tolerate Hit Row. And I'm like, I hope the top dollar (laughs) falls on them and crushes them. So like, I just don't think it's ever... I don't think it's ever all one way. You know, you're not yeah. bad at reading it. It's just complicated. That's very kind of you to say. You're welcome. So this whole sitch is like the preamble to Mrs. Match with yeah. Rick Boogs. Ms. gets beat up pretty badly and is like completely passed out. Well, that's the, you know, I love that Corey's like yelling at him to wake up <laughs> He has a match. Um, and then we see like Boogs and Elias backstage. And I've here's what I've ultimately decided. I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't like a big Rick Boogs person. Mm-hmm. He gives me the fucking creeps. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like the embodiment of bad touch sometimes. Yes. Like icky porn guy creep. That's the creeps he gives me because of, like the weird fucking faces that he makes all the time. And like. I don't know. I just, he really unsettles me. I don't like it. Whenever he boogs out, I'm like, is he pooping? Yeah. Is that what I'm seeing? I, it really freaks me out. Yeah. He's not, he's not my favorite. It's not his fault that he gives me a creepy vibe, but he does. Yeah. Probably a great dude, you know? Probably a really nice dude. He very well could be. I just don't like his shtick. Yeah. It's not my, the shrieking and the shaking. Mm. Yeah. And like kind of air humping i don't know i'm just like it's, i'm gonna pass i'm gonna pass on you rick boogs he's extremely strong i will give him that powerful he, dude he's crazy strong and poor miz ends up being like the person on whom he's demonstrating all of his strength yeah. by just like basically bench pressing him which is kind of funny but um yeah overall i'm just kind of like yeah all right whatever it's a tough night to be the miz <laughs> bless his heart it is yeah well, I want to jump to the main event of the Let's night. Let's do it. Uh, Bianca v. Becky v. Bailey. Triple Bs. Triple Bs. Um, I was super happy to see how much picture and pizza we got during this match. Like, it was, like, immediate. It was, like, everybody's in the ring. Let's immediately cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, that fucking commercial break was, like, five minutes long. It was crazy. It there were like at least two picture and pizza breaks during this match. I and don't understand them, it. One of them had a commercial for some kind of pizza that comes on top of tater tots. And I was like, this is this is late stage capitalism. This is the fall of the empire. I can't do it. 
I just feel like like this is your main event. This is it's your main event with three of the greatest wrestlers on the roster. Yeah. And this is what you decide to do. This was your choice. And it was like I like studiously watched the match while those ads were on. Like I paid attention because I was like, I'm not missing this. It was so difficult. And it was just like, it was a really amazing match when they actually were showing it. Like, yeah, the amount of fucking work Bianca had to do was like mind blowing. She is incredible. She's always on fire. Always. I, I don't, she can't ever lose the title. <laughs> like, no, I think she needs to be champion until she's like, I want to take a long break to travel the world or have a baby or like yes. rediscover myself in a yurt on a mountaintop and I'll yes. see you when I get back. Yeah. And just be like, look, someone else can have it for now. I would like to pick it back up when I get back. Yeah. Like, incredible. Um, I think at one point some of Becky's hair came off. <laughs> Extensions like, are a cruel mistress. <laughs> it's like, did that hurt? I hope that wasn't too painful. Yeah. Um, And ultimately, Bianca won, which I kind of figured would be the case. I thought it would be kind of weird that they'd shoehorn in an extra person in the elimination chamber, but I don't know. I was so afraid because I was like, look, I want Asuka to win elimination chamber. Oh, that'd be great. And I feel that if you shoehorned in Bailey or Becky, that would take away all of my hopes and dreams. Yeah. So... I was so, I mean, obviously I'm just happy to see Bianca win no matter what, but I was so happy that didn't happen. I'm kind of surprised that there isn't some kind of match between Becky and Bailey at Elimination Chamber. But I, know. I mean, they did just have that big steel cage match, so maybe that's why they're not doing it, because they just had this kind of like big glitzy match, but I don't know. It'll be I, interesting uh, to see what happens. Maybe they'll add something last minute. Maybe. I don't know. I I'm... I mean, obviously, the Bailey-Becky feud goes on. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering if it's going to culminate in a match at WrestleMania. I think that a lot of the shade they're throwing at each other is really good. Yeah, I agree. It's so. a brutal, brutal rivalry. <laughs> it really is. Feels real. They're doing a great job. Good job, ladies. Well done. Well, with that, do we want to jump into our Elimination Chamber predictions? I've never wanted anything more in my entire life. Wow. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, prediction number one, Sammy versus Roman. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, let me talk to you. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Last time, I went with my heart. Yep. I said KO is gonna do it my heart says yes even though my head says roman reigns you know what this time i'm gonna say roman reigns i'm gonna say roman reigns okay Not what I, want. I had to go with my heart i, I, I picked that. i picked sammy i feel like if sammy just loses he's getting buried right yeah. so if he loses there's gotta be there's got to be something else. It can't stop here. Well, we haven't seen KO for a while. Mm -hmm. So I have to wonder, and they're in Canada, eh? So they're I have to wonder if KO is going to show up and help somehow or do something or whatever. 
um, to help ensure Sammy's victory. Or to fuck it up because he wants to be the one to beat Roman Reigns. I don't know. There are there are two outcomes where Sammy doesn't win that I could feel good about. Okay. One is it's a it's a draw. Nobody wins. Yeah. And Sammy gets added to Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. Ooh, a triple threat? This is a classic device when we have one dude who needs to drop the title, but we don't want him to actually lose. Oh. Right? Okay. And I think Sammy could come out of that unscathed and still maintain what he's doing. Okay. Because, like, everyone is a little shielded from defeat in a triple threat, right? It's more complicated than a regular match. There's no mm-hmm. simple finish. Right. The other thing, and my husband suggested this while we were talking earlier, and I think it would be not terrible, is if KO comes back to help him and they end up taking on the Usos. Ooh, okay. Now, that Ugh, would be heartbreaking I would love for that. me. It would be heartbreaking, but I would also love to see that because that yes. would be some fucking awesome wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm scared. I don't. I am going to be watching this like with horror movie fingers over my eyes, like peeking in between. Do you think they're going to show this match first? No. Okay, good. Because I'm just like, come on. We can't. I can't either be like ultimately super elated or destroyed at the beginning of the show. Um, I think it is absolutely going to be the main event. And I think it feels like a main event so it does i agree okay next up the women's elimination chamber match this is a tough one because i feel like i am back in a head and heart situation i want oscar to win and i'm gonna say oscar okay feels like with the gimmick change and she's been extra vicious lately it's oscar's time okay carmella complicates things because she just came back. You're right. Do not want. So ultimately, the winner of this match gets a shot at Bianca. Yes. At WrestleMania. Um, I didn't go with heart on this. I don't know why, but Raquel is the one I picked. Like, she's... I'm not sure why. I don't really necessarily think she will win. But she's the one that jumped out to me. I would be absolutely fucking thrilled if Asuka won that would be great I will be absolutely unthrilled if Carmella wins well I guess that's my thing right if Asuka doesn't win I can accept Raquel winning I can accept Liv Morgan winning yeah I'm not psyched about Nikki Cross just because I think Nikki Cross is an inherently unserious character that is not going to be in a title picture correct but I could be neutral about it. I just, and this is terrible. I don't know why I can't stand Carmella so much. I think the shrieking has something to do with it. It really drives me nuts. I hate the moonwalking. <laughs> I hate that she says Mella is money. It makes me want to barf. Yeah. So I guess I do know why I don't like her. But yeah. I think also, so we had mentioned, I think in our last episode about how it's kind of frustrating when people come back after being gone and they're like already like amazing title shots. Like it happened with Cody. It happened with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it, it it's for me. Yeah. That's not an ideal situation, but those two are already like established as being like great wrestlers. Yes. Carmella coming back, winning the elimination chamber match and then fucking being like a headliner 
at WrestleMania? Absolutely not. It doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. It's exactly what you said. She's not Cody Rhodes. She's not Charlotte Flair. Exactly. Ugh. Okay. Well. Um I'm nervous about that one. Men's Elimination Chamber. You're not going to like it. This one is for the United States Championship. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins this is the UC champ. Is yes. the US champ. <laughs> UC, US, it's all the same. Um, how are you feeling about this one? Well, you're not going to like it because I think it's going to be Austin Theory. I don't like it. You're absolutely correct. Ugh. I, ugh. So I picked... I, I couldn't pick a single one. I went with Damien or Seth. Both of these are picks of the heart. Great choices. Um, Damien, I feel like just because he's gotten a little bit more of a push lately, he's, they've really been showcasing his skills. Yes. Seth, because he's Seth, right? I mean, whatever. Right. Um, I don't... But you're right. Like, I, I could absolutely see Clown retaining... Um. But I could also see them taking him down. He's been everywhere kind of all at once, and maybe it's time to take him down a peg. I don't know. I wish he would shave his beard. I mean, that's a very, very fair wish. (laughs) I just, so I feel like, I mean, Bronson Reed is a dark horse, right? Yeah. Big, powerful, definitely we're looking to push him. I don't know if it's his time yet. Mm -hmm. I also think the big guy is often a ringer in these matches. You know, it's like the big shows in the Royal Rumble. Who could possibly eliminate him? The answer is literally everyone. Right. So Johnny Gargano, I don't see it, although I would love to. Love I Johnny know. Gargano. I know. Would love to see it be Montez Ford's time. I, know. I mean that would be amazing. I think I undersell how much I like the Street Profits, and I've been pretty vocal about it. Like and you know, like Damian Priest is close to my heart now. Damian, mm-hmm. if you're listening, we're on Twitter, so you know. Hey, I'm really enjoying how much black and purple he wears because it's like my two faves. So yeah. I love that. Bless his vaguely goth aesthetic. I know. Oh. Okay. Well, I think I think this pay-per-view, I know we're not done with our predictions yet, but this pay-per-view feels like the uneasiest pay-per-view for it me. It does. Like, I'm scared I'm of ready. everything. And it's probably because you know we're on the road to wrestlemania so this is all kind of previewing and setting things up and i just don't like where some of it seems to be going the stakes are so high they're all so high next we have brock lesnar versus bobby lashley i honestly don't know but i wonder if we're gonna keep trading back and forth and if we're ultimately gonna have them at wrestlemania wrestling each other I could see that. In like an unfinished business because, you know, Bobby got the last win. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's Brock's turn to get a win this time. And then WrestleMania is the rubber match. That's a good point. Um, They like to have smashy smashy, at least one smashy smashy match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And I think this WrestleMania is going to be two days long like the last one. That's my understanding. Which, that's a lot. Um, I like, I need to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I. Well, we'll also have to talk about the logistics of how we're going to treat WrestleMania, but I I picked Bobby for this. I think just this one might have been a heart pick. Like Bobby has momentum, like you said, though, so that could always be a problem, right? Bobby's been sassy pants. He really beat up Brock. 
Brock might be extra angry. He's feeling himself, but maybe he deserves to be feeling himself, you know? Yeah. I agree. I'm. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Last but not least, we have Edge and Beth versus Finn and Rhea. So I am going with Edge and Beth. Okay. Just because I feel like if it were Rhea versus Beth, I'd say Rhea. Yeah. But they can lose this match without it being Rhea's loss. That's true. So I feel like this is going to, I mean, let us not forget Edge is from the Great White North. That's true. Hometown fave. So, I mean, not that Montreal is his hometown, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, so Canada that's my... is one monolith. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like one place. Duh. I went with Finn and Rhea just because. I don't know. Ultimately, I mean, obviously, I'm happy with either. I love Edge and Beth. Yeah. Edge is my OG, but I feel like. I don't know that this is necessarily going to bleed into WrestleMania, obviously, because Rhea is going to be fighting Charlotte. Right. Um, so m- this might be the end of it. So it makes sense that Beth and Edge would win. Like, that settles it. It's over. Judgment Day is going to do- go do something else. Or it could be just like Finn and Rhea have put them away. It's done. The whippersnappers have won. Although Finn is literally like two years younger than Edge, I think. So that was mind blowing. That discovery was like mind-blowing what was the age difference do you remember i don't but it was inconsequential i want to say it was five years or less it's something like that because i feel like finn let's see i'm gonna look this up i want to say finn is like 41 and edge is like 46 or something um okay yeah finn's 41 and i think edge is pretty close in age to me oh my gosh like made for each other oh he's 49 Oh, okay. So still, that's still but ridiculous. Still it's, yeah, it's not like it's not like twenty five years. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like Ric Flair versus an up and coming nineteen year old contender. You know, Ric Flair versus Charlotte Flair. That'd be amazing. I'd watch the hell out of that. I absolutely would too. I'd also probably cringe my way through it. Woo. Um. So yeah, those are our predictions. Do you that's have any overall thoughts? Just that, you know, I thought I couldn't possibly be any more excited than I was going to the Royal Rumble. And now I realize, like, no, it's possible. I am way more keyed up. I'm, I don't know that I'm more excited. Well, I am excited. I'm scared. (laughs) Yes. Like, so many things I love are on the line. Yes. 100%. So this is going to be a really emotional weekend. I think this is like all I have going on this weekend, which makes me really happy because I can just like do some things and then just like settle in for what is sure to be like probably some tear inducing wrestling. So I completely (laughs) forgot that Elimination (laughs) Chamber was this weekend. And... Everyone who knows us knows that my husband is the romantic out of the two of us. And I'm like, we could just have a frozen pizza for Valentine's Day. It's not a big deal. So this year, I, like, made the effort. I made reservations. I was like, we'll do it on Saturday the 18th. Now, I'm like, you stupid bitch. (laughs) What were you? I'm like, okay, we got to go to dinner. 
we got to be home in like 90 minutes. We got to get the pay-per-view on and we got to stay up all night. You could watch it on Sunday. I mean, that's what we're going to have to do, but. I mean, you won't miss anything. So it's not like it'll be like a ho- you have Peacock still, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not like it's going to be like a Hulu cut, which I'm is just, nice, right? Is my marriage worth it? I don't know. I That's something only you can decide. That's between you and Rhea and Damien. I know. And Ed. <laughs> Do you know what? I have to I have to get out my stationery. Get out my glitter gel pen and write, Dear Dad, I stand before you at a moral crossroads. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gave it all up for love maybe once. I don't know. You and Steph seem tight. <laughs> like, how, what would you do? And I mean, I know what dad would say. He'd be like, choose wrestling. Yeah. Choose wrestling. It would be like, is it in train spotting where they have the thing about like choose life, choose, choose yeah. this? La, la. Yeah, it would be yeah. choose wrestling. Well, I won't spoil anything for you. You don't have to worry about that. I I gotta choose my husband. We have a mortgage, so but and a, a, a child and a child in the form of a cat. That cat's <laughs> not gonna raise himself. He might. He's pretty cute and independent. I just, I want to be clear that I'm not going to, like, abandon my husband for wrestling. (laughs) This is a bit. I love my husband. I absolutely know that. Don't you worry. I don't think anybody thinks you're going to leave your husband for wrestling. But what if Damien Priest slid into your DMs? That is what a hall pass is for. Oh, that's fair. Okay. It's a hall pass. Well, this has been Wrestling is for Girls. We hope that you enjoyed our predictions, our smack talk, and our rawness. Next, when we meet, we'll talk about what happened at Elimination Chamber and how broken our hearts are or how elated we are or maybe a little bit of both. So join us next time for Wrestling is for Girls. And remember, you can... Find us on our website at WrestlingIsForGirls.com, on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod, and of course on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs>